Good afternoon, and welcome to episode 34 of The Deacon Show. Wait, did you just hear that right? Uh, yeah, I dropped off the co, I got rid of the guest, and I went solo. This is my very first solo episode that'll be a regular episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it today, because it is Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2021. Yes, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Last uh, episode that you guys heard, I had mentioned that, that we were going to have a guest come on the show today, uh, as well as next week, and the guest, actually, I found out um, a few hours ago before recording, that he is a minor at 17 years old, so we decided that we were going to wait for him to turn 18 uh, before he comes on the show, because we are um, a, I would say, a family program, but sometimes we are rated R. And by we, I mean me, the puppet master, Deacon himself. So again, once again, welcome to the Deacon Show. Next week, we're going to have some fun on the Deacon and Co. Show, but right now, very first special alone. So let's turn around and do this the right way, because it wouldn't be a Deacon and Co. Show or a spinoff without seeing what goes on in the sports world and the updates. And, guys, I want to just say uh, the crazy amount of stuff that is really going on with free agency and the moves that everybody's making. Um, Nay and I will have a special report of the touchdown report coming up right before draft that will keep you guys, if you haven't been following, haven't had time to do so, all up to date on what's going on with the free agents in the game that is now America's pastime, the National Football League. All right, so last night, without further ado, we had some basketball going on. The first place in the Pacific Division, Utah Jazz. 117-109 versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Hawks played the Rockets last night, and the Hawks took that game 119-107. The Cavaliers played the Heat in Miami. Miami took that game 113-98. Uh, the Knicks played a close one back-to-back -back games for the Knicks, and I guess these guys know that I'm not a Knicks fan, I'm not a Spurs fan. Especially not the Spurs, but I don't like the Knicks either. And the Knicks gave a run the other night and really, really almost beat the Brooklyn Nets, and, and on a bad bullshit call, if you guys didn't see it, take a look. Julius Randle, they called him on an up-and-down travel, whatever the, whatever the fucking term is for it, but was not a good call. He got thrown out. He was out of control. I love Julius Randle. Laker product, Lakers drafted him, and he was one of the guys that I really, really wish that the Lakers would have kept, um, but the Knicks are seeing the success of him, but last night the 76ers took them one night uh, to 99-96, Bulls played the Thunder at 123-102 to for the Bulls. Trailblazers played the Pelicans in a real close one up in Portland, 125-124, uh, and uh, this was kind of a crush. Um, Lakers need to these games, 137-121 versus the Wolves at home, and uh, the Lakers need these games, as, as I said, as you guys know from listening to the Deacon and Co. show, uh, AD being out is not a situation that is favorable for the Lakers, but if we can win, you know, split the games and see where we're at it doesn't matter at this point for me uh if the lakers finish first second it's all about the matchups of who is going to finish in that five six seven eight spot because you're going to have to play someone that might be coming in that you know like for instance you might be playing a team that's struggling 
all season long, and all of a sudden they win 12 straight, they come in, they beat the first or second place team. That's that's always possibilities that happen, uh, especially when it comes to the West. You never know what can happen in the West. It's such a great conference to watch. Hockey last night. Sabres played the Devils. Devils took that game 3-2. Capitals played the Islanders in Washington. 3-1 for the Capitals. Bruins and the Penguins. Bruins took that 2-1 in Pittsburgh. Red Wings and the Hurricanes, 4-2 for Detroit. The Wild took 3-0 win over the Coyotes at home in Minnesota. In a shootout, the Tampa Bay Lightning, defending Stanley Cup champions, won 4-3 over the Dallas Stars. The Avalanche got uh, a good avalanche coming down in Anaheim, but they were in Colorado last night, 8-4 on the Ducks. Uh, 8-4 is unreal for hockey games, but I guess nowadays it doesn't matter. Tonight... On St. Patrick's Day, and, and may I add, just before I give the um, the schedule for tonight, real Laker fans don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. May I remind everyone that we are world champs? <laughs> and I'm not wearing green today. 7.30, the New York Strangers, I mean New York Rangers, going to play the Flyers. Uh, back, back games at the Garden. That's, again, 7.30 start. Flyers took the game last uh, game in overtime on Monday, 5-4. Uh, just, again, not to repeat myself, but anybody who is new to the show that hasn't heard this, it's just the bottom line is, is that in the NHL, it's giving a team that is in your division a point in overtime, to get away is not helping anybody. It's not keeping anybody at a neutral or idle situation that you can gain ground if you're in the bottom section of the division, which, unfortunately, the New York Rangers are. Uh, basketball tonight. Um, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, guys. Have to go back to the finish the rest of the hockey. They always put that out because I'm a Ranger fan, so they give me the alerts for that first, so that's why it's popped up there first. The Vancouver Canucks are in Ottawa to play the Senators. The Montreal Canadiens are playing the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers of Edmonton are playing in Calgary to play the Flames. Sharks and the Golden Knights, Blues and the Kings. Now, I just want to get in before I get into the basketball. I wanted to bring something up. I watched a game the other night between the St. Louis Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights. I left the game at a 4-4 situation. Now, if you guys are interested in hockey, and not a lot of people still love hockey, and that's the, that's the bad thing about the sport itself, but just best to watch live, nothing like playoff hockey, trust me. So... These two teams are one and two in the divisions, uh, in their respected division. And they're one and two for a reason. And if you have a chance to check out either one of these two teams, I'm talking tape-to-tape passes, entering the zone, the forecheck, the backcheck, everything that you need, the power play, the penalty kill, like unreal. So when you see these two best teams in, in a division go at it, man, it's like watching the best of the best in hockey is like watching the best offensive team in football finesse to a 45 nothing lead at the half of any game. And that's the truth. Watching the execution, and you need the most skill to play this sport in hockey. I don't care what anybody says. Basketball is more of a mental game. Football's half-to-half, physical and mental. But hockey is 90% skill, 
10% mental. And I, I will say that to the day I die. And I'm a hockey player, too. Uh, the NBA tonight. Raptors are playing the Pistons in Detroit at the Palace at Auburn Hills. Uh, listen, I, I go way back, so that, that's why i got to throw it in there like that. Brooklyn Nets are playing in Indiana to play the Pacers. 7.30 is going to be a good one. Bucks in the 76ers should be good. Uh, I like the over on that, too. It's 2.34. Yeah, they're definitely covering that. Kings and the Wizards. Bulls and the Spurs. Celtics and the Cavs. Now, see, it's St. Patrick's Day again. All right? Celtics should be at home in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Just, just, just saying, just throwing it out there. Warriors, Rockets, Hornets, Nuggets, Heat, Grizzly, Clippers, Mavs are going to close it out for the basketball tonight. I wanted to bring up one fight that's going on this weekend. It's a big one, and if you guys haven't uh, caught on to the zone yet, it's it's great. It's a hundred bucks a year. You can watch all the fights. All the big guys are out on their contracted with them or whatnot. But uh, it, you know, uh, <clears throat> rising star Virgil Ortiz Jr is going to face world champion, or I'm sorry, former world champion, Maurice Hooker. And this is going to be a good fight because uh, 16-0 for uh, Ortiz, and Hook, uh, Hooker is 27-1-3. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be one of those situations where this could be a chance, you know, for Ortiz to turn around and, uh, you know, steal the show here a little bit and show the boxing world what he's got. These guys that want to turn around and they want to fight, the Canelos, the Triple Gs, these guys are going to turn around. And uh, just, I heard it yesterday too, Tyson Fury locked on to a Joshua fight. Uh, uh, they're locked in for two fights or, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry, was it, no, not, not, uh, not Joshua, I'm sorry, uh, Wilder. Uh, so they're locked in for two fights, going to decide some titles and this is what boxing needs. As I've been saying it all along, this is what boxing needs needs you need to see these guys and the up-and-coming stars and in my opinion if even if even if what you're doing with the espn free boxing and even with with the situation with the zone and the other apps and stuff that you could stream on for a one price pay all type of situation you gotta have at least at least one decent decent undercard those are how the old the guys that are up and coming are found out about is on the top notch of a main cards undercard, and I did it with Canelo. I called it when I used to watch Mayweather. He would always fight under Mayweather, and I said this guy's going to be the star, and sure enough, he is, and he's the face of boxing. But enough with that. One last note that I wanted to bring up about sports for today, ladies and gentlemen, the Fab Four. And, of course, new to the show, you know I'm not talking about the Beatles. Metallica sang the National Anthem the other night at the Laker Warriors game in Oakland. Now, it's funny to me because I know they're Warrior fans. But just imagine if Deacon himself is at this game, seeing the Lakers play the Warriors. I have no idea it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden Metallica comes on. I think, I think I'd be fucking the loudest person singing the Star, Stang Star Spangled Banner. When they came on. But just a little note on there uh, for me to share with you guys there. Uh, now, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. And just going to be a little, you know, a short little preview for you guys of, of an episode. And like I said, I'm doing this one alone today because of the, the situation with my guest. And, uh, hey, I needed to put out an episode because I know you guys have been waiting. Um, I want to talk about the movies that or like anybody seen any type of movie or anything that they want to make recommendations 
definitely email me, deaconandcoshow at gmail.com. Uh, on the page, on the bottom of the page you're listening to, uh, there is a donate button if you feel so generous to do so. Not necessary, but if you would like to, it's there. And just follow me and the rest of my gang on the majors of social, Instagram and on Twitter, Deacon and Kosho. Uh, movies that I've seen recently that I wanted to bring up, and I think this is just great. Uh, Silk Road, if you guys haven't seen it, I just recently seen it a little less than a month ago. And uh, that one's about just a kid who basically started the underground market of selling drugs underground um, without an IP or address that they go track him or whatever the situation is, and everybody can use coded and scramblers and hackers and all that kind of stuff. Not really into that kind of stuff, but I just like people who... Um, or I, I like to watch movies in a sense where people turn around and they commit crimes and they don't know what the fuck they're going to do after they commit the crimes of, you know, it's just insane, insane, insane. Um, to start something like that, you, you kind of, one, got to have balls and a little bit of brain, but Silk Road, definitely check it out, guys, I don't want to give you too much of the info, uh, Willie's Wonderland, now, some of you guys must be like, what were Deacon, really, really, but yes, I'm not kidding you, I'm not a big Nick Cage fan, I like him in a couple of movies, and the movies that I like, most people hate, so I always like to take a line from my buddy Klaus from American Dad, and we're going to get into American Dad um, after, <laughs> because yeah, I think this is one of the funniest things uh, that happened to me the other night. So, American Dad, Klaus, he's the little fish. For anyone anyone who doesn't know uh, about Klaus and the fish and all that stuff, he is a funny guy. Uh, check out the show. Uh, he basically just points it clear, like, Nick Cage was terrible. And then... National Treasure 2 came, and he was a living legend. So I always crack up when I hear that, because I'm not a big fan of National Treasure 2. But some of his other movies that he was in, Gone in 60 Seconds, um, I like that one. That one's, that one's pretty good. So the bottom line here is, in Willy's Wonderland, there were some guys who had a satanic ritual inside of what we would know as like a common day Chuck E. Cheese, or somewhere with some animatronic robots who basically just turn around and just are possessed by the guys who had the ritual and sent the demons and whatever the situation is. So this town doesn't know how to control them. So what happens is, is they throw like all kinds of shit and detours in the road for out-of-towners, and they say, okay, well, we don't take credit cards, only cash, and if you can't fix it or pay for to have it fixed, then all you got to do is go spend the night in this place, clean the place... And we'll have your car fixed. So Nick Cage turns around, goes in there, has all these cracked up energy drinks. Like every 45 minutes or every time interval, I don't know if it was 45 minutes, but it felt like every 45 minutes on his watch, he chugs another one of these Red Bull monsters, whatever whatever they are, gets jacked up on all of these, doesn't say one word during the whole movie, and just beats the fuck out of puppets. Like, you can understand where I'm coming from when I say, okay, listen... I enjoyed the puppets, <laughs> but it was really a good movie. It was supposed to be a horror, but they this is the first time I ever saw this happen in a, in a movie genre where it was called a horror comedy. Because in the short realm of things, if there wasn't laughter and like the puppets weren't saying funny shit, 
it could have been a horror movie, and I could have seen it. But well done to them, and there's going to be a sequel, so it definitely is going to be good. But hats off to him. Like I don't know how he do a movie like that without saying a word, but Nick Cage was definitely great in that movie. And the last one that I want to bring up for today, Long Live Rock. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. And uh, I watched it because of the fact that Metallica tweeted about this, I retweeted it, and I saw that it was available. I, I actually looked at it on Friday night when it was going on, and, and I actually watched it uh, the next the following two days. So I ended up watching this program in regards to the documentary about what film, um, not film, but what music festivals do for certain people. So Lars posted that he was going to talk in this, and Metallica is right in the beginning of this. So if anybody wants to check this out, um, it's you, it's longliverockmovie.com. It'll pop right up wherever you put it in, your whatever browser you put it in, it'll pop right up. It's like 12 bucks. It's safe. It's from so Showcase Cinemas is the one producing this. So what, or showing it, not producing it. What really caught my attention with this was obviously the fact that uh, my favorite drummer is uh, performing and talking in this, but just the fact that I wanted to see what they were doing. So their concept of what was going on was we had some people who basically were saying that like I, I, this type of music allows, you know, in heavy metal and hard rock, allows them to go and basically, you know, unwind, I guess, uh, I don't know, beat the fuck out of people. I have no idea. But the things that go on at these concerts, like instead of, and like one of the women, well, one of the women on, in this documentary stated a fact that you need something or a vice to get out and like this kind of allows them to be violent without getting in trouble and without taking it to another level because of what they do and they have like the code of conduct of like crowd surfing and they know that like when people and women are crowd surfing that no one's going to do anything stupid and grab their ass or you know sexually harass them or anything like that now i'm sure it happens and I just thought that that was cool that they had the code of conduct like that. But for me, now, and, and Metallica's a little bit different, and you guys understand the metalheads that know what's going on. A lot of these other bands are worshipping Satan and doing this and doing that and in regards to, you know, other things that uh, probably would not be okay to listen to with, you know, your kids or whatnot. Most of Metallica is not okay to listen to with your kids either, but they're not talking about devil worshipping and um, whatnot. Uh, it's just, to me, I, I don't agree with this documentary. I watched this thing. I spent $12 on it. Um, not, I don't care about the 12 bucks that I spent on it. I'd like to get it back because I didn't think it was um, accurate, but the work and the guests that were on there were great. Metallica took maybe four to five minutes of the first opening segment of it, so if you guys, again, are looking to see Metallica right in the beginning. And they were talking about just the feeling of being in a stadium with these guys and imagine creeping death or even, uh, you know, um, puppets or anything else that you're going to hear from Metallica. Um, just imagine however many people are in that arena with all of you chanting together, die, die, die. Or when puppets comes on, you guys are all knowing the words to... Point given that 
I don't see what they were talking about when it comes to Metallica, maybe with the other people of the mosh pits and this and that. I've gone to many Metallica concerts where there was no mosh pit. Even the last one that I was at live, not the, not including the other shows that have gone on, but the last live show that I saw, the mosh pit was only literally for one song, and that was Battery. And Battery, in this particular concert, was played as one of the encores. So imagine going through the whole first 15 songs that they're going to play you, no mosh pit, no violence, just straight out headbanging, listening to the greatest band of all time, and enjoying it. Not fighting. I'm sure everybody was on their own separate type of adventure and seeking a different high that day or whatever the situation was. But I don't see the violence. And if I'm wrong, Deacon and Kosho, gmail.com, you guys know how to get me, and tell me, like, hey, listen, I could see that this music inflicts violence in this. I'm not a violent person. I listen to this music because I can relate to nine out of ten things that Metallica sing about. And it's the truth. So that's the reason why I particularly like this group the more because I can relate to, like like I said, nine out of ten things. Um, I can't relate to St. Anger. I know a lot of people are um, in uproar like I am because I've had a lot of discussions about this whole situation with St. Anger being the third song that broke Metallica's career. I don't hate St. Anger as an album. Um, I don't particularly... I, I don't. I think that St. Anger is not their worst album. I think the Lulu album, and I, I was making a joke with uh, one of my guests uh, a couple weeks ago about how the Lulu album was great, but uh, and realistically, uh, as a fan of a band, um, you're going to turn around and have things that you're not going to like about them. I... I don't have that, so I can't particularly say I don't like any of their music because I'm a fan, and the thing that really, the thing that bothers me and what I don't like about what they do is like, for instance, we're going to celebrate the 35th anniversary of Master of Puppets, so let's not play Master of Puppets, let's play Battery. I don't know if I had mentioned that on prior shows, um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking disturbing. So um, just from that perspective of there, a lot of cool people that were in there, Duff McKagan um, also was in this documentary. Um, Eddie Trunk did a whole little after thing, so if you buy it, you also could see like the after commentary of everybody in there, but if you guys check it out yourselves, you'll see what I'm talking about. It You, you kind of have to, to each his own. Uh, you might hate it, you might think it's terrible, but I liked it as a documentary. I just didn't like the fact that like half of the documentary, as I mentioned, are talking about people in this atmosphere of this music. To It almost basically is like saying to from a perspective here of somebody who also is a gamer, uh, you have to they basically saying, like, all right, listen, I'm going to let my kid play Grand Theft Auto at five years old so they can go around raping hookers, killing people with AK-47s, and then stabbing sharks in the eye with knives uh, because it's okay. So if they do this, they, they will not be violent. So, if I may still align, violent use brings violent plans, quote, end quote. Uh, you have to think about what you're doing from this perspective. I'm not going to go and rob a liquor store, rob a bank, or rob anything for that matter, after I listen to Metallica's whole catalog. And guys, if you don't believe this, it's true. I don't have anybody to talk to while I'm on the phone, while I'm working, at the hours while everybody else is sleeping. So that's when I catch up on my podcast that I listen to, along with listening to Metallica's whole catalog every single day. And I kid you not. 
But moving on here, uh, I have a funny, funny genius of the week here. And I got a couple of rapids for you, and then I am going to let you guys get on with your St. Patrick's Day, uh, whatever you may be doing, and hopefully you're doing it responsibly and not drinking and driving. Uh, if you are out and wearing a mask and being safe, guys, just make sure you don't drink and drive. Uber and Lyft are there, and everybody will be safe and happy that you called them. And guess what? It'll probably be $10,000 minimum cheaper in your pocket, especially today. But Genius of the Week. This is a true story. This was told to me by a friend of mine that has to be involved with his neighbor. I'm not going to specify who this person is to keep their identity secret. But we had a very, very windy, windy snowstorm uh, and windstorm and, you know, bunch of inclement weather over the course of the last month. So the other day we had a 65 degree day. I woke up the other morning, it was 14 degrees. <laughs> Went to work, it was 19 degrees. So wind was big factor. Uh, definitely, definitely a big factor. So I had particularly warned this individual about his neighbor. And I gave him the rundown and I said, this is my experience with him X, Y, and Z. So right off the bat, which you guys should never do, is never judge a book by its cover. Because I might tell you that... That person that lives next door to you is an asshole, and you might actually really like them and get along with them. It's just my opinion differs from that. My buddy did not do that. He kind of took into consideration, like, all right, my friend just told me something. I, you know, I, I t every time that I get together with him, I tell him something different that this guy has done, and now he just doesn't like this guy. So the guy's cans blow over. He's got about, I don't know. 10 garbage cans or whatever the situation is. So he doesn't keep track or whatever it is. So now they blow over, they're blowing all over the place or whatnot. And my buddy turns around and he picks his cans up, like the neighbor's cans, puts them in with his cans. So he didn't realize what happened, saw that it wasn't his cans. He put the, he put the garbage into those cans. The morning the garbage came, he returned the cans that were not his to the neighbor. So the neighbor did not take the cans in he decided to just throw them back in the opposite direction. But what this genius of the week didn't realize was that his address was on the fucking cans. What a moron. Genius of the week. But in all due respect for both of them, I keep their privacy. But uh, the stories that I have told this individual have been true. <laughs> but sad but true. Anyway, moving forward here. Uh... Rapid number one here, rapid number one. It's so weird doing a rapid by myself, but it's going to be good because then it gives you the perspective of how crazy I really am. Uh, best offseason free agent move so far. And like I said, Nay and I are going to give you a touchdown report soon, right before the NFL draft, which is coming up in approximately a month's time, maybe a little longer. Uh, so best offseason move so far. I think, in my personal opinion, it's one of two things. I think it is the Patriots picking up Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders. Uh, they definitely need a receiver. And uh, maybe with the extension of Cam Newton's one-year contract, with the weapons that they now have, including some of my team's members or former members, that they'll actually do something. And the other move is I think that the Arizona Cardinals are moving in the right direction by taking J.J. Watt. I think there was such a big move because of the simple fact that the... Cardinals are like one step away, I think, from making the uh, you know the big plays to get to the next game of the playoffs and even into the playoffs. I think that the Cardinals can make a deep run 
Uh, the problem is, is they play in the NFC now where a man named Tom Brady also plays. So getting all those boys back together. But speaking of legends, uh, it's sad moment the other day. I read it. I think I actually teared up and uh, I got made fun of. Uh, Drew Brees announced his retirement. Drew Brees, I love you. Drewby, Drewby, Drew. Uh, you guys know I'm an Eagle. I'm a Charger. But the only jersey that I own that is not either one of those in the NFL besides the one that has all of the football teams on it and the other one that has the quarterbacks of the century with the four best quarterbacks of the before the 2000s. Um, Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints, who dat, who dat. So if anybody ever wondered, and now you could put the tie together of what it was, of why I have a special sentimental value to the Saints, Drew Brees, Charger. And uh, just imagine what could have, should have, would have been. <laughs> Can't say that because the Chargers under Marty too, man. Come on, rest in peace to him. But anyway, so I think those are the best two moves. Again, stay tuned because we're gonna have a lot more. Now, my next question, rapid here: best St. Patrick's Day memory. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, St. Patrick's Day for me. I never really was one of these individuals who went out on St. Patrick's Day because I'm not Irish, and I look good on green, but only on Sundays during football season. So, like I said, I don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. I don't eat corned beef and cabbage. And I just ordered a pizza about two hours ago. So, there goes my tradition. <laughs> but my favorite story was one of my close friends uh, invited me out for the first time on St. Patrick's Day. And again, like I said, I never used to do this kind of stuff and go out. And this is the truth. So, we went over to a bar um, and... We walked into the guy, and I guess this guy could fall under like a co-genius of the week or whatever, but uh, so he turns around, and my buddy he turns around, and he walks past him, and the kid dumps like, not dumps, but the kid's messed up, and obviously it's St. Patrick's Day, so we know what's going to happen. He dumps the beer all over my buddy. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm, I'm the mediator here, and I wasn't always like that. I'm not me now. I'm me, you know. 12 years ago who was ready to fuck people up with all my friends. Now it's more conservative. Like, do we really want to spend the night in jail tonight? <laughs> so he turns around and uh, I calm him down. I'm like, dude, I'm like, he's drunk. Just leave him alone. Second time. But guy comes by. This time he dumps the whole drink on my buddy. So now I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so my buddy, I'm like, dude, listen. I'm like, we don't want any problems. We're out of here after this drink. Let's just get the tab. Let's just get out of here. There's no problems or whatever. So my buddy lets him go. Third time, somebody trips this kid, and he spills a whole water all over my buddy's clothes. My buddy is literally soaking wet between the two drinks that the guy spilt on him and a full glass of water. So he then turns around. I put my hands up in the air, just like the man in Pulp Fiction who says, My name's Paul. And that's between y'all. And my buddy, who is now a correctional officer, took this individual and threw him headfirst out of the building and out of the bar that we were at right through the front glass. And we ended up escaping a couple of security guards to get out the back. And they didn't know who we were with or whatever it was, but they knew who threw the kid out the window. So my job was to block these guys and get him out. So we ended up getting him out through the back and, uh, you know, nobody thought anything of it twice like because I dropped my drink and I was like, dude, come on, what the fuck, bro? You know, playing it off, playing it cool. That's the old school rule. All my guys know that. So long story short, 
Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is always a fun event when you're dealing with the Irish and the leprechauns for that day. Uh, before I do my uh, last rapid here, because I left it on here for my guests and stuff too, and uh, it was really going to be a great show, and I hope that uh, we can get him on in the future as soon as he turns 18, but that was a funny one, right? Uh, <clears throat> my buddy T-Bone, T-Bone's Prime Cuts. Check it out, guys. He's on Spotify. He's on Apple Music. Check it out. If you guys really want to go deep, deep into different musician stories and they're up and coming and T-Bone talks about Metallica too because I know T-Bone's Metallica and he knows he's Metallica and I hope that soon we're going to work together and it should be a fun show when he comes on but don't forget next week guys I got the lead singer of Acid Rain coming on the show it's going to be a great one we got so many great stories him and I hit it off instantly and his thoughts about the documentaries and all that stuff too you're going to love him um He's got so many cool things that he's got going on, and I can't wait for him to share. But in the meantime, sorry. Uh, best heavy hard rock album of all time is what I was going to ask my guest to end up on his last rapid of the day. So we're going to go with this one. So I'm going to give you guys, all right? I'm going to give you guys a different answer besides Metallica. Uh, besides the obvious of what I would say. I would say it's either going to be Ride the Lightning. Or I'm going to say it's going to be Master of Puppets. So I'm going to go, and, and I know, I know, here it is. It's going to shock you guys all. Remember I said Hard Rock or, or, Hard Rock or Heavy Metal album. I am going to have to say, and here we go, that in my opinion, it's got to be Highway to Hell. And I'm going to say that because of the fact that, one, I miss Bon Scott, okay, <laughs> and love you, Bon. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that from start to finish, and I mean, this could have went either way with that or with High Voltage, because those two albums, you just listen to them, short albums, and just the the riff, the uh, I'm going to smack you in the face, I'm doing it before anybody else. And again, you have to look at the time frame of when this is going down. So the time frame of Highway to Hell, time frame of High Voltage, 77, 80. So this is just right before your thrash metal scene. This is right before you're going to get the, you know, members and influencers of now the current time. Because I'm going to say this now. <laughs> Without the influence of Metallica, there are a lot of groups out there that would not be even in recognition for some of the things that go on, uh, including, like, pushing, and, and I mean, heavy influence again, Metallica, pushing for different people to turn around and get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, again, uh, we can go on for hours about the Rock Hall of Fame and how um, unfair it is and unjust it is, and uh, justice is raped, yeah, it sure is, because why is made in Motorhead, and uh, I can keep going, about the people that we need to get in there, that's not, but this is prior episodes, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it when the induction ceremony comes, I just hope that we're allowed to have fans, because if it is in Barclays Center, and Maiden does get there, I definitely am not going to miss that, because I want to see, because I'm curious to know what their two songs would be if they were to get inducted and what they would play. Even if they did three, I wouldn't mind. But, I mean, The Trooper and Would You Go Hollowed or Would You Go Something Like uh, Power Slave or Aces High or <laughs> something along those lines 
maybe Number of the Beast, or, I mean, there's so many options, but if you're going to give your best, and I don't expect anything less from Maiden, but if you're going to give your best, then you got to go with Hollow Be That Name. But, uh, promised you guys an American Dad story earlier. Uh, I have this thing with cartoons because I, I still watch cartoons, you know, obviously adult cartoons, but um, the four how's I would rank them, because uh, you guys know I love my list, I would go uh, South Park is my number one, uh, Rick and Morty would be number two, number three would be American Dad, and four would be Family Guy. So I, I, I like American Dad uh, a lot. Uh, so for it to be number three, you can imagine that the other two shows are, for me, spot on and just, you know, um, a healthy escape for mental reasons. So I'm watching this episode the other night where Steve is the one of the main characters, and as I mentioned earlier, this fish, Klaus, was inside of his shorts or inside of his um, Speedo because he had joined the polo team because he wanted to get chicks and chicks were dating guys that had letter jackets like you would in high school so he got a letter jacket for being on the polo team so Klaus would basically jerk him around with his penis as the control stick to get him to just make the right moves or whatnot so while he's going off scoring all these water polo goals Master of Puppets comes on during the show, and I'm sitting there, like, three-quarters asleep, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what, 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 what's going on here? So, I'm watching the episode, Master of Puppets goes on, uh, throughout this, like, little segment, so it goes on for about, like, a minute and 30 seconds of different parts of the song and whatnot, then they, the rest of the episode goes on, and they're back in the pool or whatever, so, uh, then All Nightmare Long comes on, so it's, like, two Metallica songs, two different, completely different albums, you got Death Magnetic and Master of Puppets way off the spectrum, 86 and 2009, <laughs> so, you're, it's like, for me, when I heard that, it just, it made me laugh, and I wanted to share it with you guys, but don't forget, next week, we got the lead singer of Acid Rain, and, and I'm sure that uh, he is old enough to uh, be sure to follow, again, on the majors of social, Instagram and Twitter, Deacon Deco Show, and Deacon Deco Show at gmail.com if you have any problems, questions, concerns, or you just want to say something nice. But for now, Deacon is out.